0: BestBookBits.com presents No BS Time Management for Entrepreneurs by Dan Kennedy. This book is expressly for entrepreneurs and business owners who wear many hats. Those who can't resist piling more responsibility onto his own shoulders. Who has more great ideas, that time and resources to take advantage of them. Who runs not walks through each day. Your time is incredibly valuable to you and you are constantly running out of it. Serial entrepreneur Dan S. Kennedy delivers a fresh take on the mantra, time is money, as he shows you how to drastically re-engineer your entire relationship with time and if applied faithfully, achieve peak personal productivity, and make lots and lots of money. The written audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of No BS Time Management for Entrepreneurs. Dan Kennedy's No BS Time Truce, number one. If you don't know what your time is worth, you can't expect the world to know it either. Number two, vampires will suck as much blood out of you as you permit. If you've drained dry at the day's end, it's your fault. Number three, if they can't find you, they can't interrupt you. Number four, punctuality provides personal power. Five, by all means judge, but know that you too will be judged. Number six, demonstrated self-right discipline is magnetic seven good enough is good enough and number eight liberation is the ultimate entrepreneur achievement chapter one how to turn time into money the use or misuse or abuse by others of your time the degree to which you achieve peak productivity will determine your success entrepreneurship is the conversion of your knowledge talent guts etc through the investment of your time into money the more you think like an investor entrepreneur then, just an entrepreneur, the better you do financially. It is investor think that makes you wealthy. It is investor think that makes you wealthy. You've got to decide how much money you're going to take out of your business or businesses this year in salary, perks, contributions to retirement plans and so on. What is the number? Second, you have to eliminate the need for doing or delegate those tasks and activities that just cannot and do not match up your time. Deciding what you shouldn't be doing this moment or at all is at least as important as deciding what to invest your time in. Chapter two, how to cheat time. There are only three ways to make money. Your own work, overrides or profit margin on other people's work, money making, money for you. You should consider any resource you have to create, manage or maintain with your time and ask yourself who else is doing the same work and how you might get some kind of ride-along on their efforts. Few entrepreneurs understand the incredible leverage, time-saving, and capital investment reduction available from using OPC, other people's customers. Chapter 3. How to Drive a Stake Through the Hearts of the Time Vampires Out to Suck You Dry Time vampires are needy, thirsty, selfish, and vicious creatures who, given an opportunity, will suck up all your time and energy and leave you weak, and debilitated being willing to deal with time vampires as you would a veil evil blood sucking creature on the dark is the first step in freeing yourself from them mr have you got a minute is perhaps the most insidious of all time vampires how to deal with mr have you got a minute i'm busy right now let's meet at 4pm for 15 minutes and tackle everything on your list at one time mr meeting is another dangerous time vampire being in a meeting is seductive It is a way to feel important, it's also a great way to hide from making and taking responsibility for decisions. You need to stop and ask yourself, do I really need to be in or hold this meeting? Is there a more time efficient way to handle this? A conference call, a memo circulated to each person, heck, a posting on a bulletin board or an internet or intranet site, an email, hey, anything but another meeting. If you're going to hold on to a meeting, there are several stakes you can use to stop the vampires from making it an endless blood clutch number one set the meeting for immediately before lunch or at the end of the day so the vampires are eager to get it done and over with turn into bats and fly out of there number two don't serve refreshments three circulate a written agenda in advance four have and communicate a clear achievable objective for the meeting if you must attend a meeting you also have some stakes available so you can slay mr meeting number one Determine in advance what information you are to contribute, and then do it with a prepared minimum time, maximum impact presentation. Number two, have an exit strategy, someone coming in to get you at a certain time, a prearranged call on your cell phone, whatever. You can then excuse yourself only long enough to make a call and return if you need to, but you probably won't, or get a drop, dead, and time preset for the meeting. The tighter the better. Another vampire to watch out for is Mr. Trivia. He either can't or doesn't want to differentiate between the important and unimportant, minor and the major. How to deal with Mr. Trivia. I have an exceptionally busy day, so I'm only dealing with 9s and 10s on a 1 to 10 scale. Everything else must wait until tomorrow. Are you convinced that what you want to talk about to me is a 9 or 10? Chapter 4. in. Productivist Interrupts Once and for all. If you're going to achieve peak personal productivity in an interruptive environment, there are five self-defense time defense tactics you'll have to use. Number one, get lost. Number two, don't answer the phone. Three, get a grip on email, text, and faxes. Four, set the timer on the bomb. Number five, be busy and be obvious about it. Leadership is not about visibly outworking everybody. Actually, brilliant leadership is about getting everybody else to outwork you. You have absolutely no legal, moral or other responsibility to answer the phone or take a call unless you want to. If your clients, customers or patients and prospective clients, customers or patients view you as one of of, and of the same as many so that if you aren't instantly accessible or responsive and whoever next by the alphabet or Google local or whatever reference call will do just as well. You have lost and you will suffer and die in the marketplace. When you are visible to others, it's best to be visibly busy. Have preset appointments with start and end times. The average worker is interrupted every 3 minutes, 50 seconds, 44% of these are self-interruptions. 56% inflicted by others in person or via phone calls, text, emails, etc given attention. That equates to 137 interruptions in an 8-hour workday. If you aspire to be only an average worker, achieving average performance and average outcomes, then going along with this will meet your needs and guarantee your mediocrity. Attitudes and actions have direct consequences. If you were to accept the attitudes of the average, in this case accepting frequent interruptions, as unavoidable, and you accept the behavior of the average, in this case the habit of distraction and self-interruption, and instantly or quickly or even same-day response, interruptions inflicted by others you can count on being and staying average chapter five the number one most powerful personal discipline in all of the world and how it can make you successful beyond your wildest dreams dan believes a person who cannot keep appointments on time cannot keep scheduled commitments or cannot stick to a scheduled cannot be trusted in other ways either chapter six the magic power that makes you unstoppable Regime, ritual, commitment, and discipline are of vital importance in relation to successful achievement. There are three kinds of action, starting things or implementation, follow-through, and completion. The two things that seem universal are that self-discipline action is evident in every winner, as is the ability to differentiate between action and purpose-specific action, between busyness and purpose-driven busyness. Chapter 7, The 10 Time Management Techniques, really worth using. Information marketing revolves around the public's stubborn belief that there must be a secret to success concealed from them, possibly by a conspiracy that, if uncovered, would change everything. Number one, technique one, tame all the interruptions. Technique two, minimize meetings. Technique three, practice absolute punctuality. Technique four, make and used list. Technique five, fight to link everything to your goals. Technique six, tickle the memory with tickle files. Technique seven, block your time. Technique eight, minimize unplanned activity. Technique nine, profit from odd lot time. Technique 10, live off peak. Bonus technique, number 11, use technology profitably. For years, Dan operated with four basic lists. Number one, my schedule. Number two, things to do list. Three, people to call list. And four, conference planner. If you aren't making lists, you probably aren't making a lot of money either. Jim Ron often said that the only reason more people do not become millionaires is they don't have enough reasons to. Similarly, Dan insists that the only real reason more people aren't much, much more productive is that they don't have enough reasons to be. A secret to greater personal productivity is more good reasons to be more productive. That's why you have to fight to link everything you do and choose not to do to your goals. If you're going to achieve peak personal productivity, you've got to define peak personal productivity. Dan defines productivity as the deliberate strategic investment of your time, talent, intelligence, energy, resources, and opportunities in a manner calculated to move you measurably closer to meaningful goals. To determine whether you're being productive, ask yourself Is what I am doing this minute moving me measurably closer to my goals? Anything beyond a 50% yes rate qualifies as peak personal productivity. One of the real hidden secrets of people who constantly achieve peak productivity is that they make inviolate appointments with themselves. The more you know about yourself and what works best for you, to liberate your creativity and to power your performance, the better you can arrange things to your satisfaction. If you do project work, it's important to estimate the minutes or hours required and work against the clock and against deadlines. Every task gets completed faster and more efficiently when you have determined in advance how long it should take and set a time for its completion. Deadlines refine the mine. Deadlines refine the mine. Dan can tolerate some compromise of desired quality, but he cannot tolerate winding up underpaid. You can't actually manage time. You can only manage yourself and those around you. There is no excuse to simply waste time while waiting in an airport, stuck in traffic, or parked in a reception room. When you say to yourself it's only 10 minutes, you miss the entire point of time. You either take it seriously or you don't. Acceptance of ordinary realities that are counter to deriving maximum benefit from your time equates to surrender of control. Guilt about creating benefit from yourself blocks any benefit coming to you. If you are able to take a goal, objective, or or target seriously and have a hope of its achievement, you need to link it to time. Time must be made for it, allocated to it, budgeted for it, and booked into your schedule as firm, inviolate appointments with yourself and or with others. Chapter 8, Decisiveness We do not get paid for our ideas, our intentions, or thinking things over, for trying, even for doing. In the real world, there is no A for effort. We only get paid but done. Chapter nine, fire yourself, replace yourself, make more money, and have more fun. You must systematically, aggressively diverse yourself of all those activities you do not do well or do not do happily, or you must find routine so as to systematically invest your time and talent, knowledge, know-how, and other resources in those things you do extraordinarily well, even doing and find intellectually stimulating. There is a profound difference between delegation and abdication. You cannot delegate if you believe there's only one way to get things done right. You cannot move ahead without gesturing some responsibilities and tasks in order to make room for renew, more valuable tasks and responsibilities. A six-step process to effective delegation. Number one, define what is to be done. Number two, be certain the delegate understands what is to be done. This means asking to have the assignment restated by that person. Never assume you've successfully communicated. Hope, but verify. Number three, explain why it has to be done as you are prescribing it to be done. With anything but the most meaningful of task and lowest level worker, there is room for differences of opinions about how a thing should be done. If they have a better sense of the actual doing, then you do. They should be encouraged to voice it. If you want exactness of your instruction followed, you need to make it clear that you have method to your madness. Be sure the delegate understands the how-to process. Number four, establish what defines a successful outcome. Dan often catches his clients putting people in charge of important and relatively complex projects without having clear agreements about what will constitute success or how it can be measured. Everybody ends up frustrated. Number five, set the deadline for completion of or progress report. Open-ended delegation without a time frame is doomed. You have to set a timer. You have to set a timer. And number six, follow up. If the person and delegated task do not return to you at the agreed on date and time, you need a means of noticing the absence failure so you can deal with it at one minute late. If you're looking for answers that turns your time into the most money and wealth possible, then turn your attention to marketing. Why? Because it is in infinitely easier to find or train someone to take care of a business, operations than it is to get someone to do its marketing. Marketing is the highest paid profession and most valuable part of a business. The person who can create systems for acquiring customers, clients or patients effectively and profitably is the money person. Chapter 10, the link between productivity and association. The phrase time management is inaccurate shorthand. If you can only manage things that affect your ability to convert time to value, like environment, access, and all other things discussed in this book. One of the most significant that you can control, to a great extent, is association. Your choices of whom you permit into your world, whom you give time or invest time with, and whom you look to for ideas, information, and education. Each minute of your time is made more or less valuable by the condition of your mind, and it is constantly being conditioned by association. Chapter 11, buy time, by buying expertise. Here are four questions to ask when considering hiring an expert. Number one, has the expert actually done the things he is advising you about, or is he an academic theorist giving book reports? Number two, is the expert current? Three, does the expert have satisfied clients? Number four, are there at least three other successful entrepreneurs who have done more than one deal with you. And number five, do you understand what your chosen expert is doing and how he does it? Never blindly delegate to mystics if you can't understand how the investment makes money, how the strategy works, or how the expert's advice about anything works. Run. Chapter 12, the inner game of peak personal productivity. There is a certain state of mind that best facilitates achieving peak productivity. Achieving maximum personal productivity requires that you become extraordinary, facile, at stopping, storing, and clearing so as to direct 100% of your mental powers to one matter at a time, to the matter at hand. Dr. Maxwell Maltz, the author of Psycho-Cybernetics, called it clearing the calculator. If you can't control your thoughts and manage your mind, you can't control or manage your time. Dan is a big believer in populating my work environment with the psychological triggers, objects that remind me to think a certain way. Chapter 13, Reasons Why a Year Passes and No Meaningful Progress is Made This is one reason why a person fails to advance much from one year to the next. He's so busy whining about how unfair everything is and feeling sorry for himself that he has no time left to make anything happen. Eric Hoffer, the author of The True Believer, Thoughts on the Nature of the Mass Movements, wrote... There are many who find a good alibi far more attractive than an achievement, for an achievement does not settle anything permanently. No one who is good at making excuses is also good at making money. The skills are mutually exclusive. Alibitis. Choosing a nifty alibi over a difficult path to achievement. Here's how to get focused if you too are majoring in minor matters. Identify and write down the three most important, most significant, most productive, and most valuable things you can do to foster success in your particular enterprise. Just three. Write them down. From there, translate them into three actions you can take each and every day. Write them down. For about 30 years, Dan has not let a day go by where he did not send out a letter or package, get an article, published, do something to keep my books on the bookstore shelves, secure a high-profile speaking engagement or do something else to create and stimulate deal flow. It didn't matter how busy he was or how tired or if it was the Friday before a holiday weekend, whatever. Before sunset, at least one thing had to be done intended to stimulate demand. He had only eased up on this in very recent years as he chose to rein in myself and wind down my work schedule, but still at least half of his day included this chapter 14 taming tech and surviving the social media swamp we have finite amounts of willpower that become depleted as we use them get drained away and replenish slowly if at all therefore it is far more beneficial to structure a success environment and install and enforce protections for your mind and its ability to do deep work than to cultivate and call on superior willpower technology tempts us to ignorance and sloth the embracing of new technology often masks a downgrade. Dan is not a fan of social media for reasons Carl Newport outlines in his book, Deep Work. And that's a wrap on No BS Time Management for Entrepreneurs by Dan Kennedy. Check out our YouTube channel with over 400 video book summaries and check out our website, bestbookbits.com for 400 written book summaries where you can download in PDF, in video categories from biographies, business and marketing marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationships, sales, spirituality, success, and time management. If you're into audio podcast, check out www.mixcloud.com forward slash best bits for over 400 book summaries in podcast format. And for daily uploads with book summaries and motivational quotes, check out our Instagram page, Best Book Bits. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something from this book summary of no bullshit time management for entrepreneurs. Have yourself an amazing day and stay tuned for more.